back on the Moneyline Madness podcast. It's episode three. Boys, how are we feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. You know, it's not the CSB studio that we're accustomed to, but I'm no feeling doubt. good and I'm ready for a nice weekend of some football and some basketball lines as well. Andy B? Yeah, I'm doing amazing. I'm ready for this playoff weekend. My team plays. Nobody else's team plays. It's great. I'm really right, excited man. to talk about it. All right. It. Relax. Yeah, it's not all about you, dude. It's not all yeah. about All you. about me. Packers. All about me. But just as a little precursor, if it sounds like I'm talking through a chip bag, that is my apologies. I don't have a microphone set up at my house yet, but that will be soon to come. So just please enjoy the episode today. First, we're going to be talking around the divisional round playoffs. Then we're going to be talking around some NBA action. So what do you guys say we get started here? Let's do it. Let's get it. Looks like the first game we got, Bengals versus Titans. Titans going to be hosting the Bengals. Matt, you want to get us kicked off? Man, this is this is a tough game because, honestly, I really like both of these teams. And I would have liked if neither of them could lose this week, honestly. I don't want to see either of them go home. I would rather see an AFC team like the Chiefs or somebody else lose. But I guess if I had to pick somebody... I got to ride with the the Joey B Bengals right now. I mean, I just really think that not picking them last week was a mistake because I that was my gut, but I went with the money and sometimes, you know, the money just the money ain't there. It corrupts so you, man. It corrupts it, you. It, it it seriously does. I got a little greedy on that. Uh the plus 220 was deceiving on the Raiders and Joe Burrow came out and did his thing. So, I think that a weak Titans secondary uh kind of gets burnt. I mean, they don't have enough back there to cover three receivers, especially not of the caliber the Bengals have. Um, even though they are getting Derrick Henry back, I do think that they would need an absolute superstar performance from him on top of a defensive, you know, uh, standout to really make this their game. So for that reason, I'm going to go with the Bengals spread plus three and a half for plus 160. Um, I also you know, really like if you're going for a parlay here, Bengals money line, Jamar Chase anytime touchdown, and Joe Mixon anytime touchdown. That came out for me to uh, plus 786 on FanDuel, and I just really think that this offense is rolling. So I expect that to keep going into this game. Yeah, so for me, uh, I'm a little mad at the Bengals. They ruined my lo- my lock last week, unfortunately. I took a risk and it didn't hit, but hey, that's how it works. Um, but for this game, I see two teams that are very similar. I look at a team from Tennessee or a team from Cincinnati. I could see either team having 500 total yards. I could see either team having 200, 100 total yards and not scoring anything. I could see a 10-point game. I could see a two-point game. Any, like I see a close game or a far game. They're so similar with the way that they play. So with that, I'm going to stick with the one seed. I'm going to go with Tennessee and to cover the minus three and a half. Probably a four-point win in my mind, maybe a 28-24 type game. But a lot of offense, I would think a lot of offense, but it's also possible there's no offense in this game. I mean, these teams have been so inconsistent all year. Hell, both teams lost to the Jets. So when you have something like that, they're so similar. It could be a close game. I'm actually maybe it's the second most interesting game in my mind, but the first one's clouded because I'm a fan of the Packers. So I'm not that game doesn't count to me. This one's very interesting. Dude, if this is a no offensive game and we come out and we see a stinker from both sides, I will come on this podcast next week and eat a sock. Like, damn, it is, dude. Awful. No, this is gonna be this is gonna be a all out shotgun slug fest. Like, I hope so too. I really hope they're gonna be airing out the ball. 
I think that there's just no reason that both sides are just going to be playing receivers. So Yeah, after last week, I hesitate to pick against the Bengals, but i got to go with the Titans as well. The Bengals did rank fifth against rushing during the regular season, which is a caveat to consider. But I just think with Henry coming back fresh, he's got legs under him. And Deontay Foreman has played well throughout the season when they called upon him. So I just think it's going to be too much for the Bengals to handle ultimately. Not to mention the Titans had this bye week coming in. So they got that. They got home field advantage. I got to give them the slight edge. With my bet, I'm going to take the Titans money line. Jamar Chase, 90-plus receiving yards. He's Let's just be honest, he's unstoppable right now. So I'm going to take that. And then I'm also going to compile that with a Derrick Henry anytime touchdown. I believe they'll probably get him on the goal line in the situation and get him across the goal line to get the fans into the game. Altogether, that comes at plus 399 on the odds. Then I guess we'll swing right into Andrew's boys and the Packers. I'm looking at you through Skype right now, Andrew, in the eyes and telling you that your boys better not screw the pooch here because I'm rolling with Rodgers in the pack, but I'm a little bit hesitant about it just because of their lack of success in the past against the Niners, which everybody has been talking about, everyone on ESPN, everyone on Fox. But I think this is where they're going to flip the script. They've had an unbelievable season. They're 14-3. and three. They went 13-3 and three the last two seasons. And in my opinion, I think they fly a bit under the radar for how successful they've been. But it's probably a good thing for them, and that's just what happens when you play in a small market. But nonetheless, I'm going to take the Packers to cover the minus six. A.J. Dillon, anytime rushing touchdown, and Debo Samuel to rush for over 34 and a half rushing yards. I think that's a gimme, and that's at plus 779 on the odds. Wow, that's a pretty, uh, yeah, dude, pretty nice little odds. parlay you got right yeah. there. Yeah, I like those. Yes, I like the odds for what it is. I can't say that <clears throat> I entirely agree with the spread part of it because I do think that the 49ers keep it pretty close. But like you said, it's just I can't see Aaron Rodgers losing at Lambeau like this. You know, like what do you think the Niners do that makes them keep it close? Not to interrupt you. um, I just think that they have so many offensive options. And I think that the key to that is really limiting how much Jimmy could throw the ball. So I think, honestly, if the weather is rough, that's going to help the 49ers even a little like a little bit more. Because uh, really, the problem comes when, you know, you have Debo Samuel, who's had like a offensive MVP type of season. But then you look past that and you have George Kittle, who's a top three tight end and Elijah Mitchell, who is becoming a breakout superstar at the running back position. So I really think that if they could also help Jimmy and Debo out a little bit, we could see them at least cover the spread. So I'm going to go with the Niners plus six and a George Kittle anytime touchdown. I think that Jimmy should kind of rely on Kittle as like that emergency kind of security blanket you would think right but last week i had him in my parlay and he screwed me five weeks without a (laughs) touchdown for kittle it's unheard of that's what i'm saying he's due so i feel like he's at least going to put one home here i do think that green bay comes out with the game but i think it's going to be by a field goal or less so i think that niners plus six george kittle anytime touchdown plus 352 i'll take my odds there andy b how you feeling yeah so i'm calling this year the year to flip the script georgia did it with alabama we're doing it this year with our playoff i'm taking this all the way to the super bowl i still i actually agree with matt though i don't think they cover the six i think that's a lot for a playoff game it's gonna be cold though so i don't expect jimmy garoppolo to be able to throw much they might come out and run like a triple option type game i mean with trey lance who knows that might be the plan but yeah jimmy's got a limp biscuit anyways back there yeah one seventeen packers book it yeah, and it's it's gonna be very cold, but I am I'm expecting a close game, a 27-24 type game. But I'm I'm flipping the script this year. I'm going full confidence. I'm riding this thing all the way to the Super Bowl. If they let me down, they've done it before, so it's okay. 
But I am actually, I have a prop. I have a Devontae Adams, two touchdowns, and A.J. Dillon, another touch, an anytime touchdown scorer. So I expect those guys to be big into it. Rodgers will probably only throw two touchdowns because they are going to get Dylan in the game a lot because of the cold weather. So, and it might, I think they'll forecast that it might snow. Not sure, but yeah, I don't. That's expect, what I was thinking. I was thinking for a little yeah. a snow at Lambeau. Jair's and, still a question mark too. Well, yeah, I was actually just going to ask you, what do you think Green Bay's defensive scheme should be to really take this game over? Well, seeing as they're strongest point is their secondary now and I never thought I'd say that in my life and it's going to be a team that probably can't throw because Jimmy Garoppolo has a hurt hand and it's going to be freezing cold it makes me really think that their 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 defensive game they're running their rush defense has to be ready to go I mean they stopped Dalvin Cook earlier on uh in week 17 I believe but they got drilled when they played Nick Chubb so it could go either way with me if their defense if their rush defense isn't ready to play then the 49ers might win the game. But if they're if the Packers defense is ready to go, they can win this game very easily. I still think it's close though. I don't agree with the minus six. I think that's a very high, high level. I'm intrigued by that take though, because if you don't think they're gonna be able to pass the ball, you're telling me they're gonna put twenty four points up on the board by just running the ball down your guys' throat. Listen, I've seen the Packers run I've seen the Packers get run on by team. Dalvin Cook ran all over him. Uh, Nick Chubb ran all over him, and teams have schemed. I, I know the Lions did it against the Packers, like the the backups, but they were running trick plays, and that's was, Kyle Shanahan. Exactly, thing. man. I was so just going to say that you never know what Shanahan's got up his sleeve, and I could really see 24 points coming just from you know all of a sudden Debo gets in, Elijah Mitchell gets in, and then they throw you know a little underhand toss to. George Kittle five yards out like that. No doubt. It could just, definitely happen. You know? But you got to consider the fact, too, that in football, you can't run the ball unless you have a threat of throwing the ball as well. So if they're just going to stack the box on the Niners if they have zero opportunity to throw the ball. Absolutely. I, I think it all comes down to the Packers linebacker game. Personally, I think that's really what's what it's going to come down to. If they yeah. limit Debo and his rushing, then all of a sudden you control the game entirely. It's a wrapping and tackling type of game. It ain't it ain't gonna be pretty, that's for sure. For sure. I agree Lambo with classic. that. I agree with that, but I think the main problem for the Packers is tackling. And if you're not able to tackle, they're gonna hurt you. Because Debo Samuel's very shifty and in the cold weather too, that's gonna be very big. Although we do have an all pro on the defensive side tackling, so we'll see if he has a big game. But let's uh let's uh move on to the Rams and Buccaneers. And I'm gonna say sim- two simple words. Thomas Brady. That's it. He's not losing this game. He will not lose before the conference championship for the rest of his career. The guy's going to win the game, plain and simple. It'll it'll be about a three-point game because, again, I, I couldn't believe that the Buccaneers killed they, – they ran up the score on the team. I couldn't believe that personally. Um, but The Eagles sucked last week, and that's coming did. from an Eagles fan. They did, but and with how well Atrocious. the Rams played, with how well the Rams played, I think it'll take a, a last-second field goal for the Buccaneers. But I do believe Tom Brady's gonna refuse to lose. He's not losing this game. If if I'm wrong, I'll eat a sock. Simple as that. So we I, got two people two socks eating socks grabs. on this podcast next week. I'm excited. A pair for of that. socks up for grabs. What kind, are we talking long white tube socks? Oh, or are no, we talking are, like yeah, the these short Nike Drive? These are some nice. Like these ah. are. They got some girth to them. So. Minor, yeah, minor long tube socks, but they're black. So Okay, nice. So jumping back into it, though, similar to the Bengals, I picked against the Rams last week, and it didn't go my way. So this time I got to go with the Rams. I just think they pose too many issues for the Bucks, who are depleted. Their list of offensive and 
defensive weapons just seems to never end. It's like every time they are brought up on TV or anywhere, it just seems like, oh, my God, they got that guy, too. So I just think it's too steep of a slope for the Bucks to climb. And as I kind of mentioned earlier, the Eagles played like absolute trash last week. I think I could have done a better job of giving the Buccaneers receivers some resistance. They were giving them nine yards off the ball every single play. I don't understand how you expect to win a game by playing that type of defense. But nonetheless, Rams don't make that same mistake by any means. This is my lock of the week, boys. Pulling no punches. Rams win by 14 plus at plus 550. Book it. Wow. Yeah, honestly, it's funny because I agree with you this week on this. And Andrew, I, I'm surprised because this was the we're giving the exact take that you gave last week. I think that the Rams are just too, too much right now. They have too much going on for other teams to really scheme against, and they just don't know how to defend that. Uh, last week kind of proved how legit they are. I mean, the Cardinals did play, you know, pretty bad, but just seeing how the Rams were able to come out and get Odell hot now. I mean, between him and Cooper Cup, it's it just seems inevitable. So I'm going to go with uh, Rams money line at plus 132 or I'm sorry, Rams plus three at 132, uh, a Cooper Cup anytime touchdown. I think that's kind of light at 203, but I like it for what it is. And I'm keeping it light just because, like Andrew said, you can never doubt Tom Brady. But I do think that the Rams take this one home just because they're just a absolute unit. Yeah, after last week, I was very, very impressed with the way that they handled the Cardinals. I did not expect that. I picked the Cardinals, and, I mean, they were just an offensive powerhouse, and I got to give the nod to Andrew as well. He kind of lifted up Odell and told us that Odell was going to have a good performance. We both kind of shit on him for that, and, Andrew, I apologize because Odell had a great game. He had that touchdown catch, and then he threw for 40 yards as well, which was more yards than I believe Kyler had thrown for in the first half. Yeah, seriously. I apologize for my uh, for Dave Gettleman getting to me. You know, he's <laughs> he's rotted Baby my brain over the, the past well, few years. Well, thank you guys so much. But it's been a it's been a complicated relationship. Odell and I have uh, obviously I was very upset with him earlier in the year and I was rooting for him last week and I expected him to do a lot this week. I don't think he's going to do anything. I don't think he 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 won't do anything. Cooper Cup. Can you help people out, Cooper? I know like three different people had his over of 95 yards. 65 yards. Can we do See, better I think than 60 yards? I think first game, whoever they played, no matter if it was the Cardinals, you know, the Bucks, whoever, I think first game, the defense that was coming out against them was not letting Cooper Cup score. No yeah, they were fine tuned on Cooper so Cup for sure. So I think now that Odell has kind of found his niche in this offense, that gives Cup a little more room. And I think that the Bucks defensive uh, injuries are just too much to overcome right now, especially they would need their full defense and a good game to really limit the Rams. And they just don't have that right now. Yeah, look out for Cam Akers, too, because he was running the ball with authority last week and uh, just dude, absolutely. all the top of Matt's point, Bucks are depleted. And when you got a guy like fresh legs, Cam Akers, or even in that Titans game, as we mentioned earlier with Henry coming back, that's tough to stop. Dude, and the Rams got three solid running backs back there. I mean, like Akers, Henderson, and um, Sony Michelle. Like, that's just their run game. You know, I'm I'm riding the Rams all the way this week. Yeah, I, something that hasn't really been talked about all week, I feel like, on TV and everything, is they've ran for 140 yards as a team. I mean, nobody's really talking about that, but that ha- I mean, they're in for 140 yards in a game. That's not easy. They no, had two yeah, rushers of 50. They had Sony Michelle had 58 yards. Cam Akers had 55. Cam Akers' first game of the season. Like, that's yeah. insane to me that and nobody's he's talking about that. more of a, a pass-catching back, too. So Maybe we should be telling people to bet some rushing props for this Rams game as well. That's what I'm thinking. Sony Michelle, whatever his – I don't know. 
Uh, let me look at his prop, but I would go his over because, you know, what? he surprised me. I think the first run of the game he had last week was like 30 yards. I was like, what the heck? This is not the Sony Michelle that was playing the end so of it. They his... don't even have Sony Michelle on FanDuel right now. They have Cam Akers. Wow. Overall rushing yards for the Rams as a team because I feel like FanDuel and Vegas are kind of going to put the Bucks up on a pedestal, especially that front four a little bit. They get gassed up by the media a lot. So. So I'm checking see. it out now. I player rushing yards. Yeah, right now for player rushing yards, they don't have team totals to answer your question. But for player rushing yards, they only have Cam Akers and Tom Brady listed right now. <laughs> What's Cam Akers? So Cam Akers is at 53 and a half, which I would be. That's what he hit last I'd week. I feel pretty good about it. I mean, it's both of or minus 114 on the odds. So it's really not either much, way. It's but... really a pick them, but. Yeah, I could I could definitely see it. I think that the Bucks are just too banged up right now. There's just so much like going on, so much injuries with between that uh that front four that they're just not they're not all there. And the Rams just have too much to overwhelm. But anyways, leading into our next game, uh we're heading over to Arrowhead where this is gonna be a shootout. I mean, we got the Bills coming in against the Chiefs. Uh the Chiefs are minus one and a half, and the over under is a massive 54 and a half points. Um, I think this is going to be my lock of the week. Personally, I think that the bills are just too much for the chiefs to handle right now. I know it's at Arrowhead and I know that, you know, nobody, the story of the past few seasons is nobody wants to, you know, go through Kansas city, especially to uh, in the first round technically of the real playoffs. But I think that Josh Allen as an individual is going to be kind of taking the throne from Patty Mahomes personally in this game. Um, I think that their offense getting hot is just going to be too much for the Chiefs defense to handle. And honestly, the Bills defense has done their part as well in the past few weeks. Uh, They haven't allowed more than 21 points in the past month and a half. So I really think that their key is going to be to just keep scoring as much as they can because I don't think the Chiefs offense is going to be able to keep up with them. So for that reason, my lock of the week is going to be Bill's money line at plus 108. And then a Stefan Diggs anytime touchdown, which is plus 115. It in total comes out to plus 264. It's not too much individually for just a two leg parlay, but I really do like the Bills in this situation. And the Chiefs, you know, we've seen their their lows of this season. So I would definitely. So Matt and I laid out our locks of the week. Andrew, you got your lock of the week coming up. Well, I was gonna do it at the end. I thought we oh, were no doing doubt, it down no to me. I'll say it at the end because I know how everybody's just patiently and anxiously waiting for how uh how I'm gonna screw it up this week. But um, I, what are we talking about? Is the can anybody legitimately see anybody other than the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? I personally can't. I, I get these teams are good enough. I think the Bills are good enough, but I can't think of like Super Bowl Sunday and I'm watching the Bills. Like, I can't oh. think about it. And I'm not trying to be rude by saying that, but I don't believe I'm seeing anybody but Kansas City. Prove me wrong, but I'm going Kansas City. I don't know about – they'll cover because it's such a small line. The over-under, that is actually 54. I am drilling the over. These teams are going to score. They're going to score a lot. So – I'm going with the Chiefs there. Again, I don't see anybody else going in there and beating them. And I also don't see anybody going else anybody else going to the Super Bowl but the Chiefs. I'm going multi-time touchdown game for Travis Kelsey as well. Um, because I think he's going to hit him twice this time. I think he scored, what, once last week? Hit him twice yeah, right this week. Yeah, right before half running. on that little kind of a seam route up the sideline where the safety just lost track of Kelsey. It was wide yeah, open. I've, 
Yeah, I feel like a lot of Pittsburgh safeties lost track last week. They were really, they were really looked like a playoff team, huh? Um, and I well, expect the, Kansas City sputtered early, man. I don't know. They yeah, that's early. what I'm saying. I feel like there's a lot of disrespect, especially towards the Buffalo Bills defense and Matt Milano back there. I yeah, mean, that's allowing why I'm Travis Kelce to have a two touchdown game. Sheesh, man. All right, keep yeah, going, I mean, Andy. Micah I'm, Hyde, I'm Boyer, I think they're going to have something to say about that, and that's For why I'm sure. going Buffalo. But more primarily because of that offensive performance from last week. Dude, five passing touchdowns, scored on every single drive they possessed the ball. Granted, it was a home game against a division rival who they had already played twice, but it don't matter to me. Kansas City struggled all year on defense, playing against highly touted offenses like the Bills. Plus, as I just mentioned, they sputtered early on in that game against the Steelers. They did not have their quote-unquote bag of tricks really ready to be pulled out immediately. It took them a little while to get warmed up in that game against a shitty team. So I just feel like it's Buffalo's turn. Give me Buffalo money line. Dawson Knox over 37 and a half receiving yards. He had a hundred yard receiving game against them back in September. And then Josh Allen over 27, excuse me, 275 and a half passing yards for a total of 506 on the odds. Wow, dude. Yeah. I really might add that Dawson Knox line into my lock as well. I really think you, that dude, he has slept on. He's going to be I matched mean, up like against said, linebackers and Sorensen. Seriously. And five touchdowns, you know, last week and, if the Bills have their run game going too, the way it's been the past few weeks, it's going to be scary. I don't think the it's Chiefs are going to be able to hang, especially like you said, you they that. sputtered early last week. So, and the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is not exactly top notch this season. They, they ain't the steel curtain that they used to be. Exactly. So I think that Buffalo is just going to pose too much for him. And Andrew, I really uh, am intrigued to see how this plays out for your side of uh, your side of the ball. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. I'll, I'll agree with you at one one point. They can't do what they did to start the game last week. The Steelers are a lot different from the Bills. The Bills are not going to give you a quarter to, to get ready. So I will give them that. If they start slow, we'll maybe start. I'll start to think the Bills are going to win. But I think I think Andy Reid's going to have this team buzzing from the get-go. And what you did say, they did actually just lose a linebacker, Willie Gay. Now, I doubt he's playing this week. So, th- yes, I do expect Austin Knox to actually have a very nice game. I actually think he's one of the more underrated tight ends in the league. I really like him. So, my expectations, think- still Kansas City. But if if Kansas City starts slow like they did last week, no shot. You just It'll be down 14 nothing right away. I mean, you got to be high-scoring games. you got to come out right away. So you want to give us your lock of the week before we move on to NBA? Uh, yes. Last week, I went with an upset, and I thought it was going to happen. I had the Raiders. I felt good. I watched the game. I was feeling great about it. This week, I'm not going with an upset. I'm going with the Titans. I'm sticking with the one seed. I'm being this guy. I'm getting a win in the win column. I'm going with wow. the Titans to win the game and to cover the minus three and a half. So I'm going I'm not taking a risk because that's what I think is expected. I'm getting a win in the win column this week. All right. And just to recap, uh, I was actually the only one to win my lock of the week last week with the uh, 49ers money line and Debo Samuel anytime touchdown. So looking to go 2-0, like I said, um, I'm going back to uh, Bill's money line, Stephon Diggs anytime touchdown. And honestly, I'm going to add in that Dawson Knox over 37 and a half receiving yards. And um, I really think that has a solid chance to make me 2-0 going into next week. Yeah, and like I said, I'm rolling with Rams. 14-plus victory over the Bucks, plus 550, hammer at home. Cool. 
All right, now leading us into the National Basketball Association. In case you guys have not already, don't forget, we are active on Twitter at MLMadnessPod. Uh, We post daily NBA plays, including single player props and multiple parlays. Uh, We've been seeing a steady amount of growth there, and we're excited to give you guys more and more bets and some easy cash, you know, throughout the uh, course of the next few months of the NBA season. Um, With that being said, let's head right into tonight's slate. So with the first game, um, we're not going to be covering every one individually, but going through the 7-10 games right now, the player props that I really liked, I really am interested in Joel Embiid. I mean, the guy has been an absolute monster the past few weeks. So I think an easy player performance on FanDuel right now is Joel Embiid double-double in Philadelphia to win. That's plus 106, and at this point, it just seems like cash. They're playing the Clippers at home, and the Clippers are very depleted. They just announced Paul George out for another six to eight weeks. So I'm expecting a typical Joel Embiid. You know, a double-double doesn't seem like too much, honestly, in my opinion. So it's really just going to be the win that's most detrimental to me. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts on these 7-10 games. Yeah, I'm going to dabble in that game as well. Um, I'm going to go apart from Embiid. I'm actually going to take Tyrese Maxey's over on the threes. He's listed at one and a half threes right now, plus 112. And he seems to be shooting it at a fairly high clip lately. I believe he's shot like 66.5% against the Magic on the road. And then a couple games ago, he shot like 70% against the Celtics. So I like how he's feeling from beyond the arc right now. So I'm going to roll with that. And then compound that with a few other prop bets from some other games. Yeah, I really like his play as well. He's really getting that offense in tune and kind of involved, especially alongside Seth Curry. That's a really nice backcourt, in my opinion, especially if you can't have uh, Ben Simmons in the game. Yeah, Andrew, you got any thoughts on these early games? Yeah, I actually do have a parlay for a 7-10 game. So my favorite thing to do is the over-under on players point player points. So I have three here. It's for the great Los Angeles Lakers, you know, a lot of good chemistry over there right now, you know? Um, (laughs) I actually just saw a tweet that, uh, Russell Westbrook commented on his benching. So I'm leaving him out of this. Um, uh, I'm going with the Lakers and magic game. I have a over under parlay for three players. I have Cole Anthony over 17 and a half. I think he's going to lead the, lead the floor there and, uh, score a lot. LeBron's over under is 29 and a half. I personally think that's high. I know he's their best. He's obviously their best player. He's their their guy. But I'm going under on that because I feel like that's a little high. And I'm I'm gonna go with the under on a guy I completely forgot was in the league, uh, Mo Bamba. Um, under 11 and a half. He had a great game against Embiid the other day. Offensively, he was terrible. Yeah, he he had a <laughs> te- <laughs> he had a terrible game defensively. Again, completely forgot he was in the league. I'm going under 11 and a half for his points as well. Yeah, I can expect a uh, I can expect a stinker after a performance like the other game. I mean, those are kind of anomalies. I really like Mo as a guy, and you know he's from from the Bronx. So shout out to uh, New York. But can I post really, something, you guys, real quick? Yeah, what's up? I'm just looking at this. I know this is in the 7:40 window, but I think this is I'm, I'm all over this one. Be Miami over the the Hawks. I mean, they're both kind of like fairly contested teams, but the Hawks, I believe, are under 500. Miami's been hot as of late, and that value plus 108, I mean, I know it's not huge, but I definitely like them to win on the road. You know what? Now that I look at that, I actually checked that out about an hour and a half ago, and both teams were minus 114. So I'm glad to see that they changed the line on there. 
Um, I'm going to have to check further to see if that was maybe because of any injuries or anything. But facts, like facts. you said, if that's the case, um, I really like Miami as well in that situation. And you look at the player performance and they have Bam Adebayo double-double in Miami to win at plus 340. So I really think that player performance props are the way to go for NBA picks right now. And if that's the if this is the case for some of these games, you could even match that with the Embiid and if really dabble. And, you know, obviously these are types of parlays that are high risk and I would bet lightly, but you could see some nice cash by, you know, some pretty predictable lines and bam out of bio double double and an Embiid double double with both money lines. I could definitely see that coming to fruition. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Andrew, you have any thoughts on those 740s? Yeah, I actually have an, another one for a 740 game. I'm going uh, close to home with my team, so I'm going to make a parlay of that game. Um, Portland's at Boston. The Celtics have been – they've been the definition of a hot and cold team, in my opinion. They had – they won seven of their last ten, but you kind of feel like the big games in that stretch, they lost. Lost. They got killed by Philly the other day. Um, coming, off a, uh, coming off a loss, I believe, to – uh, New Orleans as well, but I'm going with Jason Tatum over 25 and a half, Jalen Brown under 23 and a half, and I'm still picking the Celtics to win the game. I think Rob Williams is coming back. I expect a big day from Tatum. Jalen will still have 20, but that's not 23 and a half. So I'm I'm going with those, and I expect the Celtics to actually you know hopefully win the game. I mean the Trailblazers are eight games under 500 for God's sakes. I mean, so I'm expecting them to win the game. I would hope you could pull out one out. I was just going to say, like, if you guys dude, lose to the Blazers, if you lose to CJ McComb and it's punctured along, dude, just pack it in, you know, at that point. I, uh, <laughs> I, I think they should, uh, they should win though. And I think that minus eight is probably a good, a good shot right there. Um, looking at those later games today, around eight to nine o'clock, um, pretty big blowout. When you look at the Pistons and the jazz, I'm not really interested in that individually Fuck that much. Pistons. <laughs> um, I'm looking me the other night. I'm looking more at uh Brooklyn and the Spurs. Um I really like, you know, another player performance double. Um uh James Harden double double and Brooklyn a win is at plus 108. Um if you're feeling Brooklyn and you really feel that they're hot lately, uh that would probably be the way to go. Personally, I think that San Antonio at home is kind of going to spoil their hot streak right now. So what I like is a DeJounte Murray 20 plus points and San Antonio to win, it actually just boosted from plus 260 to plus 285. So that's going to be my pick for that game and the 8 to 9 o'clock. You guys have any thoughts? Well, a quick uh, question. Is DeJounte Murray like the only thing that the Spurs have going for them anymore? Absolutely. Man, that's a shame. They were so good I mean, they do. Ago. They have Keldon Johnson. They have Josh Primo, you know, a couple of young guys. But really, everything they have is DeJounte Murray. Absolutely. He's their whole franchise. Andrew, what were you going to say? Oh, uh, well, no, I actually have a parlay of three. I actually know I know we do player props more, but this one we're also going to tweet out. I have three lines that I want to drill in as a parlay that one Talk of them is sweet, baby. Probably going to suppress. So first, I'm going to go the Jazz minus 13 and a half. I think they're going to win that game by plenty. Uh, the Nets minus two and a half. I expect a good game there, but I expect them to win by maybe three, four points. Close game, but they win because, again, like we said, the Spurs are not. They're a one-man team. Uh, the uh, Nets should have two of their stars there. So, And the the one that's probably going to surprise, I know before we went on here, Matt was talking about the Rockets and, and 
they're a bad team. They are terrible. But Golden State just played a double overtime game. They're tired. They're going to get Houston's best game. That's always something I've heard. The best teams always get the be- the worst team's best game. So I expect them to get the best game. I got them plus 10. I'm thinking a closer game than we'd expect. But the Warriors still win the game. But I'm saying Houston keeps it within 10. Interesting. So you kind of bounced around there, a couple 8 o'clock picks, a couple 10 o'clock picks, but that's your parlay ultimately? Yeah, that's just the way it's ordered on here because I was going through it and picking them. I'm sorry, but yeah. No, you're the, good. Uh, I was just looking back at the 8 o'clock window, though. I really like Bulls plus 330. I mean, they're playing phenomenal this season. Let me just and, uh, let me remind you that they have about seven guys on that team right now. They've yeah, lost they, COVID. Yeah. No, yeah. but Lonzo Ball just got out with a menis- meniscus tear. They okay. don't have Zach Levine for about a month. Okay. Um. So it's between. Yeah. Really, then it's I don't just, really like it anymore. Yeah. It's it's not the same as uh if they had that full strength. They're really going to be they, relying on Vucevic and Martin Rosen, hundred percent. And the Bucks. You know, I really just think that the Bucks are so much. They're Facts. literally I mean, they're a phenomenal team. Like I, right now, Giannis and yeah, uh, Giannis double double and Milwaukee to win is minus one fifty six. So I really think that that's pretty free cash. And if you match that with something like, let's see, a Chris Middleton, three threes over two and a half threes. All of a sudden you're looking at, you know, um, plus one Oh two. So I really think that, you know, you could find some good single bets in that game, but I'm staying away from the overall, uh, bull side of things until they get back full strength. At least. No, yeah. That's a great, that's a good caveat. I appreciate you letting me know that. Nah, for sure. Uh, I like looking, Bobby Portis double, double in Milwaukee to win. Yeah, no, Bobby, dude, Bobby Portis is a baller, man. And especially he's going to take that matchup against Vooch personally if he knows that it's only Vooch down there. He like that guy is a psychopath. You know, Bobby Portis is not afraid to go in the trenches. No doubt. Bobby (laughs) against his former team, right? He played for the Bulls a few years ago. He did before he played for the Knicks. Yes, sir. Isn't that kind of where his name became prevalent? Yep. When when his uh, his eyes started, you know, wilding. Nah, his his he became prevalent down there in uh, Fayetteville for Arkansas, man. Come on, I that's don't when watch he became. Ball, bro. <laughs> Sorry about uh, that. Well, looking at the uh, nine ten and then ten o'clock game, uh, you have Memphis going up against Denver. Uh, not much really for the Warriors game, so I'm really just mainly going to stick with this one. Nikola Jokic double double in Denver to win is minus one eighteen. Um. I really don't know, though, if I want to bet entirely against a Memphis, a hot Memphis Grizzlies team. So I think that I'm going to stick to just a player prop in this game. They have uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. at uh, 18 and a half points right now. So I think I'm going to go with the over on that. He's been relatively good as of late. And John Morant is going to need his help if they want any chance to beat a team like the Nuggets. And if you're going to be a top team in the West or in the NBA in general, these are the types of games as a young team that you need to come and stand out, especially with a young core like John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. So for that reason, I'm going to go with the over 18 and a half points for Jaron Jackson. John Morant's assist right now is eight and a half. So I'm going to match it with that as well. And then I go over to player made threes and Jeff Green is at point zero or uh, point five. So I'm going to go with the over on that. I think he hits one for me at least throughout the game. So you put that all together. It is a plus 420 and that's going to be my pick for the Memphis and Denver game. Quick question for you. I just wanted because letting everybody out there know, I know I've told you guys this before, but it's football season and I'm a predominantly football person. So. During 
these times, I'm not usually watching NBA as closely, but when you bring up that Nuggets game, my immediate question is, is Murray back yet? No, not yet. When's he coming back? Uh, I think it's going to be late February, mid-March. Bro, he's been out for a long time. Yeah, that dude, ACL things, tears are no joke, man. It's it unreal really, because uh, like he he was playing so well before he got hurt, and they I really thought they would have had a chance to make it to the finals in the West. But dude, low key, don't, don't sleep on him, man. Don't. Sleep I mean, on I, him they this certainly season. have a shot, but I just I look at teams like that. Any sport, like you can't in a team sport, you can't make it all the way with one guy. I mean, one hundred percent. Shaq couldn't even do it by himself. Seriously, I think that if Jokic could keep him afloat and then they get Murray back and he has a month before the playoff starts, I would look out for Denver for sure. Andrew, you have any thoughts on this game? Yeah, is um, do, do we know if Bryn Forbes is pl- Bryn Forbes is playing yet? Is he? I think that's a perfect fit for him personally in Denver. But um, guy sounds like lo- like a created player on a video game. <laughs> you don't, Bryn Forbes. You don't respect uh, Bryn, Bryn Forbes and his yeah. You got to respect please. Bryn Forbes. That guy's a sniper. Yeah, love his him. name is um, Bryn. They <laughs> lost. They unfortunately lost their heart and soul when Bol Bol left, obviously. But yeah, I'm I'm picking Denver in this one too. If they can stay afloat until Murray's back, they'll be fine. I mean, they're a really good team. A lot of nice. talent there. Nice. Is Bol Bol on that Mo Bamba list of just irrelevant, no, tall, no. skinny guys? Bol Bol's the greatest player of all time. Don't even step. I'm getting his My jersey. Apologies. My I'm getting apologies. his jersey. Add Taco Fall to that list too. Celtics oh. legend. Dude, I was gonna, get, that's honestly, I was getting confused with Taco Fall because I was like, they, I know they have that castle of a player on their a, team. Yeah, just a, dude, you just, gotta, you just got to get all three of them on a team. Right? That's what I'm saying. Get imagine? Taco Fall back to Boston, and then let's just trade from Obama, and let's just be. And then when that kid <laughs> comes out of college from Gonzaga, he'll be like their point guard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys have any picks for that Warriors-Rockets game that you're really in love with? I, I know FanDuel really has no – they currently actually have no player props out, so you mm-hmm. can only go with game lines, win margin, first basket. Yeah, give me Golden State to win by one to ten points. I think, like Andrew said, given the fact that they just played a double overtime doozy and the fact that the Rockets suck but they're going to give them their best game and they're tired, I think that they'll play a pretty close game, like Andrew said. So give me Golden State to win the game by one to ten at plus 185. Nice. Andrew, what about you? Yeah, I had the plus 10. I feel good about that. They're coming off a double overtime game. They're playing a team where they're going to get the best game. Simple as that. So, yeah, I'm going with Wait, Andrew, can I ask you a question, though? Yes, sir. So you're taking the Rockets at plus 10, right? Minus 110? Yeah. Why not just take the Rockets to win by 1 to 10 at plus 480? Like, I mean, I know it's not the same exact bet, but the odds are, like, so much more in your favor. In theory, yeah. They're going to play a close game. Yeah, I guess in theory you would go to the one of the, one to ten if you felt like they were gonna keep it that close. But it feels like in the NBA, it's it could always wind up feeling like it was a two point game, but it was an eight point game. Like so, so yeah, I agree with you there. If you're gonna do that, go one to ten. Yeah, that's a better bet there. But I get but, what you're saying too. It yeah. swings so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys, but that's all I have for today. If you guys have any thoughts, feel free to share before uh, you know we close out. Andrew, Steven. Nah, enjoy I think the we're football. good. Enjoy yeah, the enjoy football, the everybody. Enjoy yeah, it's pack, gonna be a, it's gonna be a great weekend. Honestly, I'm really excited for these games. Some really, Absolutely. honestly, the most exciting games I I think we've had all season. You know, because normally you see some really good regular season matchups that are like, wow, this could really be a playoff. You know, playoff kind of foreshadowing, and then these it are never wedding crashers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, the part uh, where Vince Vaughn's stuff in his face, class, class, class. This is the class <laughs> of the NFL, baby.
<laughs> yeah this is this is it man so enjoy the week everybody uh we will be back next week with another episode don't forget to follow us on twitter at ml madness pod we're gonna be posting nba plays throughout the weekend and any other uh nfl picks that we find so like i said drop a follow there turn on notifications and we will catch you guys back again next week go Peace. Back, go